You're listening to a Money on the Move weekly series, Flashback Fridays. We are bringing back our favorite episodes from the archives. Every Friday, I'll bring you a blast from our past. I mean, the only change that happens is when we change how we see ourselves in the world. And that's one of a great way to heal any grudges that we have, like whether it's self-hatred and seeing something wrong with ourselves and others in all those areas and getting support to kind of bring closer to wholeness. That was Glendy Young. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Fueled by yoga and meditation, my next guest is a well-known energy healer who has pioneered a career in vibrational wellness. Her expertise and practice encompass the esoteric healing modalities of sound meditation, flower essences, chronic healing, yantra, crystals, and more. Having spent nearly the entire first decade of her career as a neuroscientist, and the next decade in cybersecurity and corporate America, Glendy Young is no stranger to stress, high-pressure environments, or corporate politics. Her exploration, research, and experience with energy healing and yoga began as a personal practice over 20 years ago to help her find balance, grounding, and rejuvenation in her own life. She has been learning, researching, and discovering ever since. Like all great entrepreneurs and founders, once you find what you truly love and embrace your natural talents, you want to share it with the world. And that's how a great business begins. In 2017, Glendy embarked upon her first entrepreneurial endeavor with the launch of her vibrational wellness and healing namesake company, Glendy Young. Empowered by her years of experience, portfolio of healing tools, and studies of energy over the human biological and emotional systems, Glendy has been orchestrating group and individual healing sessions around the globe. On today's episode, Glendy and I sync up about the many modalities of energetic healing across vibrational wellness, from sound meditation and soul-to-soul healing, to pranic facelifts, facials, and energy Botox, or pranic weight loss, body sculpting, and even how you could begin your own energetic hygiene routine. If you enjoy today's episode, head over to iTunes or your listening platform and leave us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to know what's happening in the world of Marnie on the Move, get invited to VIP events, find out about great deals and giveaways from our partners, head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com and sign up for our newsletter. If you're interested in learning more about Glendy, we will be listing all of her information on our website in the show notes. But if you're listening and quickly want to head over, it's glendyyoung.com. Before we get started, I wanted to dial you in to today's fueling partner, Fit Plus Love. Today's episode is fueled by partner company for which I am the co-founder, full disclosure, Fit Plus Love. 
Fit Plus Love is a digital and real-time fitness and wellness lifestyle and entertainment company fueling consumers with sports, fitness, and wellness content through events and digital media. From our signature Money on the Move podcast, our online articles at Momentum, and upcoming festivals, summits, and pop-ups. It is our mission to bring you everything awesome and next level from the worlds of sports, fitness, and wellness. Head over to our website at fitpluslove.com, sign up for our newsletter, and stay dialed in. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Tell me a little bit about being an energy healer and vibrational wellness. Sure. Everything, it's vibrations. I think by now, science finally kind of catching up to the idea that, yes, everything is energy, uh-huh. um, even including our bodies and mm-hmm. actually extend to our thoughts mm-hmm. and our emotions as well, Right. even those unseen. And because of that, when we're talking about somebody's not feeling great, whether it's physically or emotionally, yeah, it's all the Western medicine perspective. It's more coming from the whole the physical body. Right. But because there's actually all these other things that moving and vibrating, if you don't consider that as a component to treat, looking at things holistically, whether the, that's where the holistic health movement comes in, uh-huh. we may not be actually truly address the need of a person to bring in, bring back from stress, mm-hmm. physical illness, mm-hmm. monkey minds, back mm-hmm. to how we want to feel. Mm-hmm. Really, it's feeling like vibrant and calm, mm-hmm. etc. So what are some of the different types of vibrational wellness that you practice? Mm. It's kind of interesting how I end up with the collections of modalities that I have. Mm-hmm. And I end up working with sound being mm-hmm. one of the main one, especially people can hear it. So it's a, it's not music, but it's a vibration. So it's something we can hear mm-hmm. versus crystals. Mm-hmm. So crystals, it's earth beings actually has a wisdom keeper that they have been in, in existence for a long, long time. A wisdom keeper? Yeah. It's okay. considered. What's that? Yeah, just consider a wisdom keeper. A and crystal it, is considered a wisdom keeper. Mm-hmm, it is. And actually, some of the crystals consider record keepers. So if we, one of these days, maybe we actually know how to read them, uh-huh. what they really contains. But from a vibrational standpoint, if you're holding a crystal, mm-hmm. you are actually soaking in the vibrations of the crystal. Okay. So if the crystal's vibration is actually of love, mm-hmm. then maybe if we are close, our hearts are closed, then we will get to a place that have a little bit more love in our, in our being. So is that when you get a crystal, why when you first get it, it's important to clean it? Yes. A cert- there's a certain process that you go yes. through. What is the process called and what do you need to do? Yeah, um, I was taught a few ways to cleanse the crystal. So for because of people handle the crystal and also the way that they were harvested sometimes is pretty violent so it is very helpful to clean them of any mental emotional mm-hmm. stress that maybe people put on because they absorb the, the one the reason they work so well because they share they absorb our energy uh-huh. and also share the energy with us okay so clean them is very important but not just physically and also clean from an etheric standpoint so clean energetically clean them right to get the rid ceremony. of yes and also ideally disrupt any programmings that other people might have put in mm-hmm. intentionally or not okay so you don't want a crystal that's programmed for something else to use on yourself how do you find out about the crystal and uh, sources of 
getting crystals. How do you find out about the history of the crystals that you're about to buy? I don't. I mean, usually you from the sources that mm-hmm. you buy from, they know whether it's from Brazil, and mm-hmm. that's more like for f- physical locations. And certain crystals from like different locations definitely have its own properties. Okay. Yeah, but it wouldn't necessarily be able to tell you, okay, this crystal has this type of this type of energy that they picked up along the way, if you right. will. So that's when this is why it's advisable. Anytime you buy a new new crystal, you clean them, you 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 energize them, mm-hmm. uh, charging them with sun energy, with air, with mm-hmm. earth, and you charge them and consecrate them. Okay. So kind of bringing in your own energy as well, sending mm-hmm. it energy and charging it with divine energy, so that its power it's like you know goes from very small to like could be thousands of times more than what the, the, the crystal normally covers. Right. So, and that's like pretty easy to do if you get yeah. a crystal. So two of the modalities yes. are sound healing mm-hmm. and sound baths, also yep. crystal work. Sound, right. Sound, crystal, uh, flower essences. That's yeah. also another way of working with earth energy and plant energy. Mm-hmm. So we eat plants, salads, you know, vegetables all day long, and that mm-hmm. kind of satisfies our physical body, mm-hmm. kind of cures our hunger, if mm-hmm. you will, gives us nutrients. That's from a physical standpoint. And then along the way, we drink tea, right? We we drink tinctures, and mm-hmm. then we use essential oils. So it, you know, going a little from more gross, like physical, mm-hmm. to more subtle, meaning addressing more the mind and the emotion. Okay. And the further spectrum, if you will, it would be something like homeopathy and flower essences, where okay. it actually treats more of the energetics and a lot of times affect the consciousness mm-hmm. and emotion, a mental, emotional, and consciousness aspect. Okay. When changes, shifts happens on mm-hmm. that side, sometimes physical changes would take place as well. So we use flower essence to treat like anxiety, burnt mm-hmm. out. Maybe it's having a better connections to your higher, you know, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to um, having like more like a self-empowerment, dealing with challenges mm-hmm. like that you're facing, that you feel in your work or whatever your personal life. And you can also address a lot of old trauma, mm-hmm. like sexual trauma, bonding trauma growing up in childhood. Um, but it can also address like bringing more self-love or more purity, so there's like, it, this is all very like ethereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're right? going to talk about the ethereal. We're going to talk about energy mm-hmm. and, and vibrational yeah. energy in the universe and all mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah, and it, it is a lot of times is when we change. I mean, the only change that happens is when we change how we see ourselves in the world. Right. And that's one of a great way to heal any grudges that we have, like whether it's self-hatred and, you know, seeing something wrong with ourselves and others in all those areas and getting support to kind of bring closer to wholeness. Right. So it, what's the process for working with flower essences? Like, what do you do yep. typically? They are drops. They okay, are they're, drops. They're captures. They're essentially like kind of like spirit of the plant or the flowering plant okay. in a bottle. So four times a day, a few drops. Uh, and then it's about consistency. So kind okay. of upping the vibrations of the certain things that you want over like, it usually takes about two to four weeks. Okay. A lot of people, you know, even if I have them t- test it, taste mm-hmm. it, I'll select usually a few mm-hmm. just as, and, and based on some, sometimes what, what they tell me the symptoms are, what they want to address. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's actually I'll have them recognize the remedy. Okay. And it's surprisingly how accurate they needs are. And as soon as they put a drops in the mouth, they can feel like opening, opening op- sometimes in the chest. With chest opening. Yeah, they can have physiological noticeably something happens, even though uh-huh. it's actually energetics. You can actually take baths of them too. So oh, nice. one of my favorite things to do in France is we make these flower baths. So uh-huh. we have a bucket of water and uh-huh. just go out the field and pick 
all kinds of flowers. And right. sometimes we have a theme and sometimes it's more like I'll do like an intention mm-hmm. and then just kind of go look and see what catches my eyes. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll pray and we'll do our intentions and let the flower solarize for like several hours mm-hmm. and warm it up, but also kind of capture that essence. And usually after you do the bath and we do a ritual Mm-hmm. to bathe ourselves mm-hmm. um, with th- those waters and meditate with it. And like your whole body, your whole, usually it's a very, very dramatic shift. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. So that's, that's floor essences. Yeah. And then talk to me a little bit about pranic healing. Ah, pranic healing. Yes. If there's any issues with big guns, a lot of times I go straight to pranic healing. It's a no-touch healing modality that harnesses the energies from all around us and mm-hmm. channel it to the person or the situation that needs healing. I would usually be cleaning the person's any congestions, removing uh-huh. from the aura, from the chakras, mm-hmm. or even sometimes organs if needed, mm-hmm. and then putting in very specific energy that is supports the self-healing, rapid self-healing for certain things. Okay. And it could be applied anything from broken bones to like a gallstone or depressions or anxiety or migraine. So each of them would be treated differently. There are, little, there are protocols that we follow. Okay. That it's already... And this um, is like a science that you've studied and that you mm-hmm. like pranic healing is... Yeah. Yeah, it's a very specific thing. It's a very specific thing. Yes, it is. So how often do people come to you to do pranic healing? I end up to to see my private clients and I end up kind of doing a mix of modalities and it depends on what they need. And that's back to the vibrational wellness, which is what you, that you coined that. I mean, that's your sort of brand. Vibrational medicine has been actually been existing on the biggest book actually is um, written in about 1980s Mm -hmm. um, when a medical doctor who have a lot of science, like going from the Newtonian medicine to, mm-hmm. to, to try to theorize and bring it to the Einsteinian medicine, mm-hmm. kind of going from like like pipes, like plumbers, like, uh-huh. you know, the Western medicine. And even yeah. from a chemical standpoint, it's still about kind of more like, you know, plumbing okay. versus incorporating a lot of energetic aspect of it. Okay. So like vibration ex- medicine is existent and I just kind of wanted to bring it to more like a wellness perspective. It's something that we have to take care of on a daily basis Mm -hmm. it's not just when you are sick right that you recognize that you know you need a dose of this you need a surgery of this and you need a right well that's typically the western medicine exactly is like okay something is wrong so Mm -hmm. i need to to fix it and like not the symptoms or not looking at what the underlying Mm -hmm. root is or not even generally sort of maintaining your body so that it's in right. a state of wellness. Yes, exactly. So that's why I felt like it's such an important for us living in modern New York City. Yeah. <laughs> that we constantly bombarded with energetic influences. Uh-huh. Even in the interactions we have with people yes. from our watching TV, from thoughts that we generate, uh-huh. all those actually has impact to our field, our aura, our, our literally thought forms that we carry around with us right. and therefore affect how we feel. So talk to me a little bit about how you got into practicing Mm. energy healing and vibrational wellness, because you have a very interesting path. I started out actually as a scientist, (laughs) a neuroscientist. So I actually study neuroscience, neuroanatomy, research, papers since college and a few years after college. mm -hmm. And the path of science, there's still a lot of it's fascinating. I really appreciate the scientific process and uh-huh. that's pretty much my training and thinking. Uh-huh. And then fast forward and, and from a career standpoint, I realized that, hey, I kind of needed a little bit more instead of just going academia. And I have 
sliced and killed a lot of animals and a lot of brains. And to a point, I kind of questioning: is it like, is it is it is how how is it really benefiting the humanity, and how right. is it really translating? And mm-hmm. so I had my you know doubt in a lot of experiments that I do, and how we. The whole how the process is actually translating something contributing to 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 humanity. So fast forward, I went from the organic brain to the digital brain by uh-huh. jumping into cybersecurity. So I have a career in corporate, seventeen years career in corporate America, Fortune five hundred, Fortune one hundred companies, uh-huh. implementing cybersecurity system. So it's all that is very highly logical, highly scientific, logical, black and white, and mm-hmm. very male-dominated, ma- masculine energy that I've been working with. Mm-hmm. But along the way, I needed—I didn't realize at a time—but it's I needed a balance, which I seek out through yoga. Right. At first, I started out yoga as just I just need exercise because I can't do anything else. Right. Right. <laughs> One thing to another, um, got into a lot more philosophical aspect of yoga, of yoga, and eventually get into some of the pranic healing. Brought to and, and eventually, there's a lot more questioning of being the way to analyze things, mm-hmm. the way that Western society appreciate doing things the right and proper way mm-hmm. in the very masculine dominated um, ma- male dominated masculine structure mm-hmm. versus the feminine aspect of feeling and flow okay which is something that was very difficult for me to embrace right after kind of going through life whether uh-huh. it's from experiences or not and i kind of finally recognize that logic doesn't necessarily can solve all the have doesn't have all the answers right and that's where I'm pursuing, like, how do you even understand? I don't necessarily understand my feelings or mm-hmm. understand about my heart. You don't? I don't. Okay. Yeah. And that's when I was been working towards, like, how to access the wisdom from the heart, uh-huh. which is a lot more powerful and more accurate than our mind. Right. When there's so much influences that can happen. Right. And, there's and a lot filters. of talk about that in different realms of mysticism and also in mm-hmm. vibrational energy work. Yeah. It talking about accessing wisdom and thinking from mm-hmm. your heart or your core or right. your organs or your body versus yeah. your mind. Mm-hmm. Like your, our minds control exactly. our bodies. Yes. Absolutely. So that's kind of like my journey. It's so you were working in corporate America and you were sort of looking for a way to explore these ideas and you were practicing yoga to exercise. And then you did your yoga teacher training, right? Yes, I did three yoga teacher training, started mm-hmm. teaching yoga, never thought I would because I'm like, well, but yeah. after I finished it, like, why not? It's interesting also as part of your teaching yoga, you are having a voice. Mm-hmm. That's very different than a voice that it's when you're delivering presentations mm-hmm. in corporate right. sense. Yeah. And I guess it possibly could be depending on the topic, but you have to access it's a different different way to access certain things, especially the type of classes that uh-huh. I taught, as yeah. well as a lot of chanting, mm-hmm. a lot of Dharma talks. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of slowly kind of moved me away from, or moved me, bring in more of the feminine aspect, the, right. the, the more direct access to wisdom versus kind of logic your way out of it. Right. And did <laughs> you, so did things. you sort of like start to feel the shift when you were at work? Was there, was there a moment? Where you were like, I am done. Yeah, eventually I did. And it takes a little while because, I mean, by then I was accumulating doing pranic healing, ahartic yoga, mm-hmm. and the Tibetan Buddhism practices. But you were doing it for yourself. Yes, I was right. really doing it for myself. That's right. kind of my hobby and also keep me sane and, uh-huh. and kind of keep me distracted from any feeling. 
versus work. All those practices really helped me center in my work. And especially given the the stress and anxiety to associate with it, the ups and downs and, and associate with it, it really helps anchor the meditation practice that I have definitely helped me in handling the stress. Mm-hmm. as well as handling dealing with people. Mm-hmm. But at some point, my practice getting a lot more rigorous, if you mm-hmm. will, and to a point where like, I notice there's the difference in the quality of my everyday being. Mm-hmm. I use my practice to just, so so I'll be filling up with, during the weekends, I would do all my practice to mm-hmm. to de-stress and kind of get back to the state I need to be in, centered, heart center. Mm-hmm. And during the week, I will be leaking, like spending take energy, taking, yeah. And then I kind of rinse and repeat began doing that. And that helps me a ton and uh-huh. also help really address dealing with clients and colleagues, and which is really awesome. But to a point that where I noticed that I need to live, I would like to live more in line with my practices. Uh-huh. And at that point, I've collected a lot of healing modalities that mm-hmm. I can share. How long were you practicing this yourself? Before you went out on your mm-hmm. own and started teaching, yeah, I would uh, about twelve plus years. Twelve years, you yeah. Were, so, and this it's accumulations this... over times of different bits and pieces, and uh-huh. then some of them I practice along the way, and some of them, some of them are adding up. What was the turning point for you? When did you quit your job and just say, "I'm going to do mm-hmm. this for my career"? And right. What did that feel like? I quit last about a year ago. Okay. And that's making it official. I had some planning, a little bit of planning uh-huh. along, along, along with it. And it's liberating and scary at the same time. Uh-huh. So on one hand, it's this is actually my third career. My first career is being a scientist. It's really humbling to be a student again, uh-huh. but also fun because after a while you're at the top and you're like, wow, everything is all set. It's, it's comfortable-ish. Mm-hmm. But you also know that there's certain stress and things that you just can't change. Yeah. So it's very, you know, just accept that's the part of yeah, that. Yeah, that's the part of being part of corporate America, yeah. working with other people. It's like, right. you really can't, you're only in control of yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful just to kind of know that I can, that have that change in metamorphism, mm-hmm. metamorphosis yeah. of who I am, who I want to be. And that's also part of a larger, because we're not fixed. We can change right. anything like like that. Yeah. And things can change. We can change, you know, bio thoughts and change like that in a second. Yeah. So it's almost beautiful. Like, okay, to actually force myself to to be practicing, yeah, in in that way. Who was your first client? One of my first clients. Let's see, people that dealing with mental emotional stress mm-hmm. in their lives. So I have clients that are dealing with burnt out and anxiety at work mm-hmm. due to work circumstances. Mm-hmm. Also dealing with quite a few clients dealing with divorce mm-hmm. and emotional yeah. stress that mm-hmm. associated with that. So it's a mix. It's kind of interesting the type of clients that come to me and mm-hmm. and just as all energy healing, it's mm-hmm. only the right person would come to you. Right. And I can, in all the cases, regardless of the specific topic, I can mm-hmm. see very interesting of why they come to me, of things that I can share. Were some of the people that you worked with in the beginning from work, from I, the company I you do. were working at? Yes. Do you, okay. Yep, I do have that. And a lot of, most of the clients are referral, uh-huh. friends referral and whatnot. I have people come to me for fertility, uh-huh. but actually there's a lot of, underlying emotional stress associated with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what do you what would you do for someone who is looking to come to you for fertility? Like mm, does it okay. depend on the person or It depends on the person because mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with their is their journey. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't realize actually fertility is such a has been such a huge issue mm-hmm. in the workforce. Uh-huh. So first thing first, in addition to kind of just listening to their obvious medical mm-hmm. history and what is the doctor's diagnosis in mm-hmm. terms of you know what's working, what's not working, and there's definitely always a larger emotional story behind it. Right. For example, I've worked with a friend of mine who is couldn't get pregnant for six years, and she's approaching forty. Where mm-hmm. and she lives in Germany, where you cannot even adopt kids after okay. 40. So oh, she was really? freaking out at yeah. 38 or 39 That because she didn't even start IVF or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I just found out. So I'm like, well, over Christmas, I sent her like a couple of essences uh-huh. to help with bringing in purity to find feminine. Just to send it to her. I'm like, just, t- just take it and go from there. Yeah. And she, within three months, she got pregnant. That's amazing. Yeah. And then her and it's her first baby mm-hmm. and she's been taking it throughout her pregnancy mm-hmm. and she switched different types for like for example helps with coordination mm-hmm. meaning like a easier birth to come out mm-hmm. as well as afterwards rebuilding the energetic aspects of the womb okay she doesn't have a lot of resource because she's American but her husband is German so uh-huh. I think she delivered a baby like in like two hours or something, something which I like I can't even crazy yeah which is I couldn't even heard of and, and I think within five months and she was doing a lot of like herbs and Chinese medicines uh-huh. and placentas and other things. You can do that when things. you're pregnant or afterwards. Afterwards, which her doctors were mm-hmm. really against, mm-hmm. and yeah. at, you know, from a Western standpoint, and she was amazed how well she recovered within five months. Wow! With all the you know, essences and everything that she was using. That's amazing. So yeah. And so it's, it's kind of depending on, so flower essence would be a great one to address, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. definitely a lot of mindset change. Okay. And, and then also energy healing to actually clean clean any congestions in the womb, mm-hmm. maybe like start, like energize a little bit more of mm-hmm. the sex chakras and ovaries just to, and then, then there's actually studies done by one of our pranic healing masters who is a neonatal doctor that they are working with hospital to work with women with IVF to kind of have them, help them hold whatever's implanted in okay. and they have getting quite a bit of success so wow. there should be a paper coming out actually it's oh really in, in well if we can add a link on yeah. the, in the show notes there might be even be articles about it like not even if it's not full-blown because one of the pranking masters there's only like seven in the world and mm-hmm. he's he's a medical doctor oh okay and yeah he's really pushing would like to have more research and there had been research actually too about it as well to get it more widely accepted interesting so pranic healing sound baths sound healing crystals what do we <laughs> there's so many different things that you do tell me a little bit about is there something i'm missing i also work with yantra okay and i think again everything it's about sound and light and vibration right so whether it's a vibration coming from an object okay the crystals or or hitting an object like a a music instruments that create overtones right or simply a picture Mm -hmm. because it's certain geometric psychodramaties actually emit energy as well okay and you can actually learn to capture that energy and same thing as whatever energy that I send out from my hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just another, and all from the flowers that you drink and intake. So all of it is just kind of working with energy in different way to incorporate in the body. What are ways that people can access the levels of consciousness and vibrations of their energy? There are quite a few ways to do it. And all of them are, you already have access, everyone already have access to. Right. It's just whether we it's pay attention to us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, there's so many things we just, don't pay attention to or we mm-hmm. pay attention but just so obvious that we mm-hmm. don't recognize yeah. what it is so in one of the the prana healing first class that we one of the things we do is actually help you uh, work with sensitizing your palms and we'll create energy balls by putting attentions on the center of our palms okay like in the meditative state and then we'll begin to kind of like, cr- like kind of pulling out palms uh-huh. facing each other and pulling it apart 
and close and pulling apart. And eventually you almost kind of feel like there's something pulling and pushing, almost like a bubble gum. And sometimes people will feel heat. Sometimes people will feel magnetism. Yeah, that's actually your hands actually generate energy. So by paying attention to it. So it's, it's, that's one way. It's, it's literally anybody can just do that exercise pretty easily. Also, I think more importantly, I think people need to pay attention to how they feel. And this is overall how they feel. Because we, when we talk about the emotional scale, if you're in worry, stress, anger, discontent, that's like lower vibration. So you may associate it with that. You may feel more pain in the body. You may feel tightness. Your muscles may tighten up. You might feel like lump in your solar plexus. And I think we all have a little bit of experience with those things. Right. And then on the other hand, think about when you're on vacation. Why you feel so light? Right. right. You feel calm. Everything is, you know, everything is easy. You know, nothing bothers you. Right. Right. So that's like a high vibration. So, you, you know, how can, the name of the game here is how can we get from yeah. that's like lump in the, in the solar plexus and your muscles tighten up so much that maybe your back freezes up uh -huh. to just have that carefree feeling in your body and your mind and where just nothing bothers you. And you can do that through music yeah there are many ways to yeah. do that and sometimes we need a little more help so that's where, where some people of people come to you for yeah we can definitely access it through meditation through uh -huh. breathing uh -huh. through exercise uh -huh. and I actually i did do a, a workshop on energetic hygiene okay. and that's something that i found that it's so important on our daily lives just to in working to get from that lump in energetic, the stomach energetic hygiene <laughs> yeah what is energetic hygiene well we take a shower every day or almost every day so right. why would we not actually clean our energy body so this kind of goes to that yes in addition to our physical body we have different layers of energy body that's mm -hmm. interpenetrate mm -hmm. so this including our aura but we have an etheric body which is like right above the physical body emotional body mm -hmm. mental body and causal body and, and more even and more. that's all in your aura that's all yeah that's all within your arms your just, arms length roughly and mm -hmm. and some people's like if you talk about somebody with spiritual practice or can be like miles okay <laughs> so but the key is that when we talked about how when we are stressed when we generate bad thoughts negative thoughts mm -hmm. about ourselves and others yeah we ate something bad like all of those can generate like disharmony in yeah. not just the whole it's everything yeah by actually paying attention to how you feel and constantly getting rid of those things, that stress and that, that negative energy in our body, we have a better chance of feeling better. Just like take a shower so hopefully you won't stink. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And exercise is one great of circulating energy. And pretty much these days, I anybody that have kind of stress and especially work with people a lot, mm -hmm. I would advise them to take as many salt baths as possible. Yeah. You said salt baths, not yes. Epsom salt. Not Epsom salt. salt. Yeah. Regular salt because Epsom salt and like you know, pink Himalayan salt, there's a lot more minerals. So you actually mm -hmm. just the cheapest kind of table salt, plain, but like one to two pounds. Per bath? Yes. One a week? One. As many as you need. Like, I mean, and, and also essential oils, lavender and tea tree essential oils, which uh -huh. has green and purple energy that helps mm -hmm. dissolve some of the congestions from mm -hmm. a physical standpoint, also mental, emotional. And it also helps dissolve a little bit of courts, connections mm -hmm. that we have with people. Mm -hmm. So if you have arguments with people, if you're worry and upset with people it generates quartz and so that like a you, real salt bath yeah so that the quartz would actually be slightly dissolve a bit mm -hmm. without having a way to actually you know cut it and whatnot so it helps um i'm taking up to three to four salt baths because of people's energy work and when, when I, you work in the space so you exactly. probably have to do it a lot because you yeah. 
Yes. You absorb people's energy? I wouldn't say absorb, but it definitely would be in my field. So okay. I need to get rid of it. Yeah. So like people, and I would say if anybody that who is more prone to, like the, it also depends on the person. If right. you're somebody that you work in some really stressful mm-hmm. job and you notice that you actually absorb a lot being empathic and mm-hmm. absorb other people's stress and worries, mm-hmm. that would help a lot. Yeah. And I have even heard people who've done that have physical symptoms that they have been having had it for years. Mm-hmm. That. This physical symptoms is gone. After taking salt baths. Yeah. And not realizing that the physical symptom was actually kind of created by the absorptions of the negative energy well, and stress. That is such a huge topic right now, is like, at least in my world. It's not uncommon to hear these days, especially in New York City, mm-hmm. in our like super hustle bustle concrete yeah. jungle, that somebody is feeling sick or they have a physical injury or ailment and it's all stress or stress manifesting in other ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the worst part is, I would have to say, the longer you don't deal with it, it mm-hmm. will become something more serious. And it could become chronic. It can become chronic and right. become something serious. I have an example of someone that who is having a hard time dealing with speaking in a family situation that's hard for her to speak up. Like she's just going to take it in for the better of... Um, yeah. For the greater good, if you Taking will. one for the team. Exactly. And then eventually she developed thyroid cancer. And, you know, I don't know if it's, there's all kinds of environmental factors associated with it, but mm-hmm. I'm sure that the fact that she would not able to use her throat, the way that she, the kind of person she is that may have contributed to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So you have people that come to you for those reasons. So I work with people that were for physical reason, right. for people that know that they have patterns that they want to get rid of, uh-huh. like OCD or some kind of stress. I have worked with people recovering from cancer. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Pranic healing itself has really great protocols to actually help with handling the surgery before surgery mm-hmm. and after. Okay. Yeah. As well, actually working with cancer as well. So how does it do that? We use an energy to kind of contain the cancer. Uh-huh. I mean, this is a complementary treatment. So we'll always say continue to whatever medical, Western medical treatments continue to do that. Right. But there are ways that to help support, strengthen the immune system okay. of the person help to actually make sure that energetically any surgeries or any medication they take, it's getting rid of any side effects from an energetic standpoint uh-huh. so that it's kind of stack up the cards okay. better for a better, more smoothless recovery. And do you do that with other illnesses as well? Yes. Yes. Yep. Other illnesses as well. So the application is, is rather broad. It's anything okay. from anything, things physical. I mean, I have worker friends who have like kind of cracked bones that instead of maybe like five weeks of recovery, she was pretty much over by like a week, week and a half. Okay. Or it could be just very like sciatica, mm-hmm. um, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I've worked with people with fibromyalgia. Um, a lot of those pain type of change is you kind of feel it right away. Right. Like in one session. I think the spectrum spans from some pretty serious mm-hmm. illnesses to some very fun types of things that you're doing. Because I was looking at your website mm-hmm. and I saw that you are also have something uh, called energy Botox. Yes. Yeah. Because the energy, really the applications, it's, it could be with very, very, very broad because everything is energy. So mm-hmm. it works with physical versus emotional, mental. Mm-hmm. And also when we talk about beauty okay, and our physical appearance and whatnot, it's also influenced by how we store negative emotions and stress. Right. So for energy Botox, we really work with kind of erasing mm-hmm. a lot of, not necessarily what time has left on our face, right. but stress and negative emotion that we store in terms of fine lines. And sometimes it's um, breaking out. Right. And just kind of lack of radiance. 
And you call that a pranic facial? It's a pranic facial facelift protocol. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's official. <laughs> it's official. It is official. And I mean, I have people tell me that when I've done work on them, they can't feel the forehead for like three days. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That's why I call it Botox. And it's, it could be like, you can flatten out any eye bags. And usually within the sessions, depending on what the person's coming in, it's really, it's addressing the inner beauty. It's really addressing that stress, that emotions that people kind of hold on to in the mm-hmm. body and the postures and the face. They don't even realize it. So I have actually worked with someone who like, you know, you can see her. She comes in with like a prune face, if you will. You can mm-hmm. see the stress in her. Yeah. And and after she did the meditations and then do the healing and everything just opens up naturally. Do you? Yeah, I was going to ask you also, do you also do meditation or? Yeah, a lot of my work actually, it's a combinations of breath work, uh-huh. uh, work with the breath, meditations, yeah. and then I'll use different tools. Maybe sometimes it's a tuning fork, a brain tuner to bring drop you to certain bring frequency and then I'll apply pranic healings or, or on crystals so it's a multifaceted way to bring a faster healing and more effective deeper in your experience speaking of tuning forks I'm looking at your <laughs> tuning forks right now that you brought mm. and then you just mentioned frequency we were having this great conversation before we turned on the podcast about talking about different frequencies and using mm. the tuning forks and you also which is probably why I haven't really talked that much or I'm not making any sense because you did something and now my brain is relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> Should have brought you back to like the beta. You need to like, to like alert. I need to be need in to that like, high alert state. Like ah. a relaxed state for me is like no I have good. two speeds on and off. Oh, okay. We'll bring it back to beta if you like. Talk to me about the tuning forks because they're so cool. I have worked with a different set of tuning forks by uh, Dr. John Buyer and the ones that I brought, one of them, one set, it's called the brain tuners uh-huh. and it helped modulate your brain frequency, mm-hmm. go from beta, which is more like an alert, high alert, active, to alpha, which is relax uh-huh. and getting to theta, more like dream state, kind of exploratory and, and, and getting insight, creativity. Okay. And or bring it down to delta, which is more like a deep sleep or rest, deep rest, a cellular repair. Okay. So it is possible to, especially with someone who is on high alert all the time, yeah. like in beta, our body naturally needs to repair itself. Right. But if you're on high alert all the time and not bring it back to the state where the body naturally gives you the opportunity to repair yeah. itself, then you're working on like, you know, one gear instead of all the other ones. Right. So, so then that one gear gets really wiped out. Could be. It could be could stretched. Be. I'm thinking of my bike and like I'm always riding in like, the big ah, ring there you go. The, yes. I'm always riding in the big ring in like the yeah. first or second gear. And yeah. then, yeah. And it's true. I mean, if somebody's constantly in theta, they may be just be in the cloud and not actually be able to ground it and get things mm-hmm. done. So it is about getting back to the body's natural cycle of what right. they are. And by immersing yourself, which is probably, I'm just hitting the tuning forks and putting either side of your ears right. for like short durations, like going through these forks can actually help you getting more acquainted mm-hmm. and naturally getting back to the right frequency right. when your body can kind of, you know, use all the gears, if you will. So, so everyone vibrates at a different frequency. Yes. So are there certain frequencies that go well together? Is there, are there names of certain frequencies that... Yeah, that's co- like, that's lots like behind all of that. I would say, I'll go back to, if we don't talk about numbers okay. <laughs> versus like, right, the joy, you know, the, instead of talking about numbers, I would go back to the stress, the anger, the dissonance okay. versus the ease and grace and peace and, and forgiveness and mercy. Okay. So, I mean, that's just kind of translations of word. Okay. But for example, there are something called the sulfagio frequencies. Okay. And they are something established actually for a long, long time. And I uh-huh. think the Gregorian chants had ties to it. So for example, five, 
528 megahertz. Uh -huh. It's for loving connection and DNA repair. Okay. And then there's another one. It's for liberating from fear. Okay. And then there's another one. It's for a universal consciousness, like mm -hmm. oneness. Okay. So there are different frequency that you can put, you can be kind of bathe yourself in that has more specific effects that mm -hmm. has been kind of, I think, a music. There are a lot of ways already defined about how music affect us. And uh -huh. this is kind of cutting out the lyrics, cutting out, you know, it's more like bringing it back to the bare bone, mm -hmm. if you will. So if you listen to chords, certain mm -hmm. chords, like a perfect fifth, like C and G, okay. and it's, it brings like a, an ease and harmony and joy right. versus some other chords have different feeling, like a dissonance. Right, it. like an E flat. Yeah. So those are one of the ways that we can also relate to how frequency work with us because it's mm -hmm. kind of it's mathematics, it's in nature, mm -hmm. and it's in already our body already understand those things. Mm -hmm. So we want to find our way to the most harmonious right frequency. That's a lot of what you do in your sound baths. And yeah. Sound healing. So doing the sound bath, I love sound bath, and that's one of it's actually I would say um, I've been practicing pranic healing for a long time, but it's not until when I was experiencing sound bath that I can see that as a wellness practice on a weekly, daily basis. Right. To me, it is yoga without having to do the yoga. <laughs> you just have to lay down and take a group, I call it adult group nap, and uh -huh. allowing the, the overtone emitting instruments to permeate the space mm -hmm. and your whole body and mm -hmm. feel the vibrations. Mm -hmm. And it, based on the principle of entrainment, it wipes all our yucky stuff out. And I think, you know, I think sound baths are the most accessible for people, for yes. listeners. Like, sound baths are happening all around the world. And yeah. they're, yeah. I mean, it's something that people are doing. So, mm -hmm. you know, if somebody is listening and they live in Austin or LA or Florida, I mean, there's probably mm -hmm. somewhere they can look and see where the next sound bath is happening. Yeah. And there might even be a studio dedicated to it in their neighborhood. A lot of times it is also called sound meditation. Sound meditation. Yeah. yeah. And it is using um, overdone emit emitting instruments to cutting through our the energy that around us to bring us closer to to wholeness and so what are some of the tools that you use tuning forks are great ones okay. i love the gong and okay. the gong was brought to the west i believe by yogi bhajan uh -huh. in the 60s and so if a lot of kundalini practitioner would also be using the gong and a lot of these sound practices it's on one level it's de-stress that's like uh -huh. the easiest because everybody's stressful and everybody's kind of understand it right but it's on a, a deeper level it's also going beyond consciousness so raising your consciousness level right so during a sound bath all of it is deep listening to mm -hmm. your own personal truth so cool what's the story behind those those are like almost just like wind chimes, but they are tuned to specific notes that harmonize each other in certain ways. So you kind of have that feeling. I feel like everybody should try this. It's so awesome. People can go to your website, mm -hmm. obviously. Yes. So what's your website? Glendyoung.com. Okay. And I have regular sound bath take place about four to six times a month at different venues. Some mm -hmm. of them are at these collaborations with acupuncturists where they put actually essential oils on acupressure mm -hmm. points. I have ones that are combined with crystals where mm -hmm. we have crystals putting on you as well. Mm -hmm. And then um, I have one that's actually we're putting people, instead of laying on the ground, people will be on hovering silk hammock, like the aer yoga aerials hammock. Oh, cool. So it's like another layer of sensory practice, if you will, that kind of get into like a quiet inner state. Sound bath is like the most accessible, I yeah. would say, to an energy practice. And for people that who consider it as a meditation, it's a lot less intimidating because really you just 
lay down and follow the sound, and your body would knows what to do. And all 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 it requires you is let go. Yeah, and, that's the hard part. Yes, and I have to say though, a lot of sound baths comes in practitioners come in from different angles. So some of them are more a musician. Okay. So it's a little bit more performing like. Okay. And some of them are more shamanic. Okay, and because of the background, my practice it's also because of kind of influenced by my my other vibrational is more energy healings, mm-hmm. and nonetheless, all of them, all of those has this energy healing properties. Because, mm-hmm. for example, the crystal alchemy singing bowl that I play, each of them has its own energy right. from the crystal and from the note. So that alone would emit certain. And you do um, them together. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so it will be interesting, and this is still an area that people are gonna expressing differently so mm-hmm. yeah definitely go try and it's no different than like how you know when you first if the listener has experience with uh, trying different yoga class yeah and trying another yoga yeah. yeah it's like oh there's some teacher that you just don't like and some teachers that you, you know you take sometimes it takes a little while to kind of find what uh-huh. you like and what you don't like yeah i would almost say it's similar in some way and also your body is different every day yeah so almost every sound bath you have to go in with no expectations and let go yeah and because you don't you know sometimes you didn't realize what you accumulated what's right. happening around you and also what maybe what happening in the air right because i noticed like the gong sounds so differently on a day with the full moon versus a not full moon and depending on who is in the room because it's in reaction yeah. to your uh, frequency as well. Yeah, it's so interesting that you said there's so many things happening around you. Yeah. What do you think is like the next level of this mm. energy work that you're doing? For me personally or yeah. for, uh, well, for across the... Across the board. The like board, like the for other of, of people. Energy. Yeah, like what's coming yeah. down the pipeline that's like just really woo-woo and out there that you uh. think is so cool? <laughs> this is more for me personally and mm-hmm. don't necessarily... And, and that's kind of like my journey in more than the energy realm because when we work with energy, it's you also have to acknowledge the universal presence mm-hmm. source. There is healings also take place that can by harnessing, working with sacred geometry as well as working with higher beings, like source energy that everybody can call for and channel down. Right. You were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, What are they? Your angels or your guides? Um, It could be any high beings that you work with. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of goes into a lot lot of like spiritual studies and religions and whatever that may be that you felt it's appropriate that so there are healings that i am working with now that is more like working with your soul it's like a soul to soul healing mm-hmm. it's beyond me it's it's i mean even all of these healing it's not really it's it's more like um, in some way it's the beings that actually you call it the angels of sound healing or other high beings of healing angels to actually channel through but when i'm talking about like the more soul to soul healing it's it's more of working with your soul and all your incarnations across time and space and dimension and collapsing anything that's not beneficial, not the highest and greatest good. So it is a little bit beyond, you know, almost like, you know, healing this portions of back pain that's relatively small in right. comparison to the, your overall goal or what's your path yeah. of why you are incarnating and doing these things, right? In that as who you are mm-hmm. and then a completely different being in the different times and space. So it's, you talk about cutting contracts, negating any vows that you take, property vows, for example. So if you past life is a monk or have certain kind of vows and in certain circumstances, then you might have brought in to this life certain awareness 
right. that's not beneficial to you. Okay. So we are talking about like collapsing a new reality set, like some programmings uh-huh. that we have put into ourselves or by culture or by how we grow up. So it's a little bit much broader and hopefully by doing those work. And this mm-hmm. is like a soul's choice to mm-hmm. make that because it ties into how you're coming into this life as the path of who you choose to be. It's a little, a lot broader, but I'm seeing a lot of very, very fascinating results. Interesting. Yeah. And it's not as direct as like, oh yeah, your back pain is gone. But it's more like a lot of people would have a lot of different awareness of who they are. And it's a lot deeper in some Mm. way. And then the things change would be like a little, like takes a little while to catch up, if you will. But that's a lot of times uh, the, the change is much broader. All of the energy work you do is rooted in science, but it sounds like you're working well beyond this literal realm and exploring more esoteric concepts with your vibrational wellness. Yes, a bit. And and part of it is also by the time that our understanding and our definitions has kind of catch up to what a lot of maybe written in like ancient books and yeah. meditations that, that they, they, they know of, but not using just explain it differently yeah so hopefully we all catch up so yeah i think it's fascinating from a journey of like science everything black and white to yeah there's a lot of things that it's way beyond what we can understand or captures and right. have the vocabulary for it doesn't mean it's not valid right and i would say that the best even with science especially with science that we what we consider as science the most important part is you validating yourself yeah. with your own personal experience yes and sometimes you have to rely on reputable sources but even that right what are some important lessons you have learned in the process of switching careers and starting a new company being an entrepreneur is very different than being part of the corporate structure and that's definitely a lot of learning fascinating about what would need to make us successful from a sales and marketing and standpoint so a lot of those things are familiar but very extremely new to me from what it takes to as an entrepreneur and I think you speak to a lot of entrepreneur who has been, whatever your business is, is really have to get back to the why. Why are you doing it? Because otherwise you won't have that perseverance uh-huh. and to continue on. And I think that's a very different thing than necessarily than working in a corporate world. So what's yeah. your why? What's my why? For me, it's how it started out. It's really in alignment with who I am my practices, who I Mm -hmm. am. Am I saying that it's like a state of mind and being Mm -hmm. that I want to be in at Mm -hmm. all times and the time that can afford me to also doing my practice. I was actually trying to, at some point, it's my business, there was people introducing me to networking and whatnot. And I was quote unquote, trying to hustle the way to old ways. And then my body literally got sick. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening? And my back hurts and I couldn't even straighten up. And as soon as I realized that and I was meditating less and less because I was needing time to do the, all these other things. Right. So by the time I realized, whoa, I didn't quit working, supporting the corporate world to do the same thing, just right. on the different topic. That's not how it's supposed to be. Right. And actually doing my spiritual practice is part of the job. And that's when I finally, then I immediately, kind of within a couple of days, my body felt better. But there's, there's something broader about, it's one thing I can help companies solving their you know, multi-million dollar cybersecurity problem, but right. I'm making much, much larger contribution to someone. That's great. Did you always feel sort of like it was your dharma? Not at all. I'm one of those kids that have no idea what I want to do grow up in my, in, grow up and still doesn't and still don't in many ways. And, but I remember I wanted to go to med school. But just for the knowledge of it. And I feel guilty. I feel like, you know, somebody go to med school and go to be a doctor, they better want to like heal people and have that. And, and that wasn't my reason to go to 
to want to go to med school because I learned I'm sticking with the mind aspect of it, the mental right. aspect of it. I thought it was so cool of all these knowledge and on, on learning all these things and doing all these things. So that was definitely my journey from the very we talk start start and talk about the the masculine aspect, uh-huh. the structure, the science, all the way to the opposite side. It's the heart uh-huh. and the feminine's approach to understanding the world and the wisdom and the higher wisdom. And now this is the path that you're on. Yeah. That's awesome. This is great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com, and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Android, and more. Also, sign up for our newsletter. Just scroll down to the bottom of the site, to the bottom of the website, and hit sign up because we are gearing up for some really big, exciting announcements, deals, and giveaways. Thanks again for tuning in.